Hello, and welcome to Their World, a new podcast focused on respectful engagement, inclusion, and civility in the workplace. I'm Dr. Robin Rosenberg, and I'm excited to welcome you to our inaugural episode. Every month, we hear from guests to discuss different aspects of workplace issues relevant to organizational culture, human resources, diversity, equity, inclusion, and risk mitigation. Join us as we jump in. With us today is Jonathan Wright. Jonathan is a business operator and attorney with more than 25 years of operating experience, including as a board member, founder, and CEO of a technology-enabled health services company. He's been C-level legal and compliance executive of international companies involved in highly technical software, healthcare, renewable resource, and of NASDAQ-listed biotech companies. He's set up and maintained compliance programs to comply with, among others, the Foreign Corrupt Practice Act, the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, and the Sarbanes-Oxley Act. He regularly speaks at industry and, and governmental conferences, including on panels before the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. He's currently a board member and advisor to several companies and is actively involved in the Private Directors Association. He has a law degree from Columbia University School of Law, and his personal website is rightadvisory.com, W-R-I-G-H-T advisory.com. Today, we're going to talk with Jonathan about issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Jonathan, first, tell us a bit about yourself and why you're particularly interested in issues about bias, civility, and DEI. Sure. Um, first, thanks for such a, a, a wonderful introduction. Um, it, I hope I can live up to that in, in this uh, podcast, but um, I will do my best. Uh, so, so I'm um, a little unusual in that I, I graduated from law school at a pretty young age, and then I went into corporate finance. And corporate finance uh, law was basically a, 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 an industry that was pretty much uh, Caucasian males uh, for, for the most part. And, and, and I went into it and, and I realized that I was one of the only minorities in the room. I'm African-American and, and, uh, and I started to see things and, and feel things that, that um, didn't feel right often. Uh, you know, like, you know, take, for example, uh, uh, one of the first uh, all hands meeting I went to for a deal, I came into the room and one of the partners asked me to take some photocopying out and bring some copy. And I don't think they thought or realized that I was a first year associate at the law firm who had recently graduated from Columbia Law School. And so, 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 so my personal experiences uh, have made me really, really particularly interested in, in bias, civility and diversity and equity and inclusion. Um, However, um, you know, as my career progressed, I I became general counsel of companies. And one of my jobs was to, to interface between HR and the management of the company to, to um, manage compliance programs. And, you know, I, when I say a compliance program, uh, it's mainly because I'm a lawyer, but it, it could be any kind of, you know, uh, sexual harassment training, diversity and inclusion training, civility training. Um, uh, I think even as much as things like uh, anti-bribery training. Uh, so I talk, when I talk about compliance, I talk pretty generally. Um, and I think um, we're going to talk a little bit more about what uh, a compliance program entails and, and what makes one effective. Can you talk about risk management from both a compliance, the things that are actually compliance-based, but also things that are that are not clearly compliance-based, but there may be a risk management component? 
and yeah, possibility of medication and how that all fits in. Sorry, I interrupted you. But yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so, so I like to describe those things as the benefits of a compliance or a DEI program. And, and I mean, I think there's there's several things that you that come out of them, and, and one of them is you reduce risks. It, uh, it makes people aware of what they should be doing and, and what to look out for, and and it makes people aware of what they shouldn't be doing. So that that reduces the risk of of you know bad interactions among employees. It reduces the risk of of um, you know, uh, 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 of incivility, uh, which which causes emotional problems and and leads to uh, workplace uh, the workplace being less productive. Um, and then um, other benefits are you ultimately reduce costs. Your insurance may may uh, go down. Um, you know, some insurers actually have their own training programs. Um, I, I'm I'm hesitant to recommend any of them because I I think they're a little um, too uh, um, clean or uh, I don't know. Uh, boring, frankly, um, uh, and 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 I think um, the the other thing, the the last real big benefit of 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 a DEI uh, compliance program are they improve the workplace and worker skills. So, it basically, um, you know, a perfect example. I was the general counsel of a biotechnology company, and uh, most of the employees of the company it was their first job, and and you know some of them were people that came out of undergraduate degrees, some of them were PhDs, and. And they really had a, a hard time understanding the difference between a workplace and college. And so, um, you know, we we spent a lot of time and effort training people. Uh, I would say effectively on civility, um, uh, and and it had a big impact on the company. And one of the things that I I, I want to uh, make this point is that um, you know, fundamentally, um, compliance programs and uh, bias, anti-bias training, and diversity and equity and inclusion. Um, there's evidence that shows it increases the companies that do those things, um, as well as have effective compliance programs, uh, have higher returns to shareholders. And so, you know, so so the argument is often is this is a cost. Well, where's the benefit? Well, the benefit is that the company is going to be more valuable if you engage in this kind of training. Interesting. So I know that there have been a couple of articles that have talked about the financial advantages of DEI training. And one of the uh, meta-analyses was that it only is effective when you have real inclusion, that, that without real inclusion, um, DEI efforts don't ultimately lead to more productivity, you know, shareholder benefit, innovative team problem solving. I, I totally agree with you. I think like one of the things that I always felt about um, implementing these um, training and compliance programs was that I've always felt like there was a piece of the puzzle missing. And, and you, you can talk about bias and you can talk about like um, sexual harassment and you can give the examples. But, but I mean, fundamentally, a, a lot of the workplace um, problems arise because of Incivility, not understanding um, where other people are coming from and, and how to interact um, with with a, your your coworkers, and so so I, I really feel like you know living their world is is a program that actually uh, layers that last several pieces on the puzzle and and make it a complete uh, training package uh, for employees. Interesting. Well, thank thanks for that that plug. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> And for our listeners who aren't familiar with the Live in Their World program, our program is a subscription as a service distributed over time in small doses and 
part of our program uses virtual reality, either in a headset or mobile VR or what's called immersive video just on your computer, like a YouTube 360 video. And that's what Jonathan is referring to here, to the VR components of our program. You've worked in a wide range of different types of companies, and, and does DEI mean something different in all of them? Are there commonalities and, or different types of departments? What? Yeah, I mean, I think, the, I think so I think, I think you have to step back and take a high, higher level and, and look at like, um, uh, somebody once told me, uh, you can, it takes a lifetime to develop a reputation and you can lose it in one minute. Um, and so, so I, I look at DEI as, as the, it's, it's, I think, I think there's lots of things under the surface and I've experienced them, um, as an African-American executive. Um, I'm sure people that are, um, I'm sure that women have, I'm sure that, uh, are, are LGBTQT, uh, uh, um, citizens have, have experienced it. And, and I think like, I think that um, DEI helps get at that, um, that layer of, of, of things that have kind of been missing. And I think, you know, given with the, the Black Lives Matter movement and the, the push to have, uh, you know, diverse boards in California, and, and I think the NASDAQ Stock Exchange now has a rule, I, you know, I think like, what, what I think when you when you bring people that are different and have different ways of thinking and different views, um, uh, I think that adds a lot of value to your business. But I also think um, you know you know like people that have been in a homogenized workforce for a, a long period of time, um, things that they were doing may not be okay to do anymore. Um, and 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 it's not like anybody's bad. It's just that they don't have the knowledge. And, and how do you get knowledge? You get knowledge from training. And so so th hence. The role is to 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 build a company's culture and to build it uh, um, and to build its um, you know the confidence of its workers and as well as to 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 make it so it's a place that's attractive to to people that are different that you're trying to bring in and and I think DEI uh, helps companies build all those things. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. Do you have a question regarding incivility in your workplace? A monthly column called Dear Robin, authored by clinical psychologist Dr. Robin Rosenberg, aims to address workplace incivility by answering readers' real-life questions. Robin dives deep into various types of workplace incivility, from racial bias to sexism and more, and offers strategies to help mitigate these issues. New Dear Robin questions and answers are posted on the second Tuesday of each month. You can ask Robin a question yourself or simply read other people's questions and her answers. Go to liveintheirworld.com slash Dear Robin. That's liveintheirworld.com slash D-E-A-R-R-O-B-I-N. Do you have any thoughts about how companies can... Uh, communicate with employees about why they should take the training seriously. In other words, why they shouldn't just be multitasking while they're while they're doing the online training. Like, you know, is, is there a way to to reach employees to explain why so, take it seriously? Yeah, yeah. So, so I think like the I think like first of all, the tone has to be set at the top. So. 
the department heads, the CEO, they, the head of HR, the the general counsel, everybody has to buy into the 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 culture of 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 I, I want to say compliance or the, just the the culture of of doing things right and, and doing things uh, well and treating everybody with civility. So that, that's that's the beginning. And then then I, then I think like I think maybe the the right answer isn't how do you make people take it seriously. It's why hasn't training been effective? And so, so what I've seen is training is not effective. It's, it's videos, flat videos that you sit and you watch, and there's no, um, there's no real uh, interaction, perspective. No, there's no empathy building. And so, so, so it's basically like you're just watching some people on a screen, and, and everybody has it scheduled at the same time. It's not done over the course of a year when you when when you want to do it, and 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 it's not super engaging, and and so. You know, like another plug for living their world is, is the thing that I found super amazing about um, the the VR component of living their world, as well as even when you when you use it on your browser, is that it 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 is it's impossible not to be curious about what people are thinking when you watch the, when you watch the training presentations. Um, it, it, and it's also um, super. Uh, I, I don't I'd say it's like a it's like a hook or it's catchy or it's it's. It, it grabs your attention because you you want to see what people are thinking and, and 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 hear what they're thinking, and you can do that with Live in Their World. It's it's kind of a, it's like you get to listen to what's in people's minds, and and that that is a that's a, a huge difference from what the training uh, methods that I have experienced over the course of my career uh, were. Most of them were like um, it, it almost like classroom training as opposed to real world training, like like having the opportunity to actually hear different ways people said things and, and how it made people feel like the, and then and actually seeing the people say how it felt or seeing so it's this interesting combination of visualization great um, content and context and then vr immersion and and so so i i like I, to answer your question i just think the training has not been up to snuff and i think it's hard to keep people engaged with bad training mm. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for that plug. But yeah, we, we've we've seen that as well. That many forms of training are are not engaging. I know you mentioned about the PhDs in in biotech. You know, not not necessarily knowing where the line is and and sort of how to comport themselves in a work setting, as well as people from previous generations. What would you, what would you do to help? get them up to speed. Yeah, so I think um you know like I think there's no, there's nothing better than experience but but in 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 um and I think one of the things that's great about living yeah. the world I'm going to put another plug in for it is that it, it that it is like you're experiencing this stuff and and so it sticks with you a little better. Um but 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 uh, I think um I think you know one of the things I think what you, what you have to decide is that you have to decide are your employees part of essentially your family and, and are you going to help them with their career path? And so what, what does the career path entail? The career path entails, you know, being able to like um, manage people, being able to understand, you know, biz some business metrics, being able to understand what it means to lead, to be a leader, being, understand what it means to be a follower. Um, and, 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 and I think, um, you know, I think almost all of that, uh, the, the, core um part of that that's that's uh common 
is communication and communication and civility, I think are one and the same. And so, so I think um, as part of any onboarding of, of, you know, recent college graduates or PhDs, um, uh, I think in any, any part of management training or, or should include a, a civility portion. Um, because I think, you know, I, I think, I think that's often overlooked. I think people, make the assumption that you have a PhD or that you graduated from college and you know how to do X, Y, or Z. And maybe all you know how to do is take tests and get A's. And so, so you need to basically have some help in, in, in how to communicate with people and how, have some help in understanding, you know, how, how you fit into the workplace and what impact you can have on other people's, um, you know, uh, work productivity and, and, and um, work experience. Wow. That's a great idea. It sounds like that's there's another company there. <laughs> oh no, there there are there are companies that do that, and 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 I think like one of the problems of the companies that do that, they're like they're kind of like a McKinsey or a, a, you know like they, they or IBM. I mean, even though they're not those companies, that's kind of how I feel about them. And 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 it's like they're trying to teach Harvard Business School stuff when in fact you. you, you that's not what you need to know. You need to know how to interact and deal with people because what is a company? A company is a collection of people. And, 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 and you need to basically, as a new member of that collection of people, you know, it's like a tribe. You need to understand what the rituals and culture of the tribe is. And, 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 you know, and there's no, you, there's no elders in a, well, there are some people in the workplace, but there's no tribal elders and there's no ways. And so, so you need to, you need to, in, in, improve we need to improve the way we do the management training and and include sections on civility and and you know bias and diversity and equity and inclusion in those and i think you know i think that's starting to happen more but i think we people need to make a uh, push for it in, in in a much more deliberate way i i wholeheartedly agree uh well said uh one last piece i know you've given us a bunch of plugs along the way but um <laughs> You've experienced the Live in Your World program, and I just wondered for our listeners who haven't experienced it, if you could just say a, a little bit about your reaction to it, either during or after. Yeah, so so first I will say is you if you have any question about Live in Their World program, you have to get a demo because because there is it, it is um, it's it's almost hard to explain. Um, uh, the 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 difference of 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 uh, using VR and it seems like so we've you know everybody the the world is basically um, loves all the new technologies all the time and and buys all kinds of new technologies and always implements new technologies even when they're not really necessary um, but but and and virtual reality seems to be one of those things but you know there's a few niches that it just nails it and 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 civility training it nails it like like you know I, i'm we're not going to lie i was like a little hesitant to put the the training thing on and and do it and i, I thought like oh this is going to take some time we we were at a, a a venture capital event and i and i was like you know i was kind of on my way out the door and i put it on and i literally sat there for i mean at least an hour i think um if uh because it was so riveting and it was, it, I was just amazed at like the, 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 the ability to capture the feelings that I had in situations like the situations in the training or the, the live in their world experience and program uh, capture it like 
I've never like ne has never been captured before. Like 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 I it was so real hearing other people's descriptions of how they felt about what just happened in in these um, vignettes, uh, training vignettes, that it, it it was it was it was almost emotional. I mean, it, well, it was emotional. I mean, it, like I was kind of like finally somebody has figured this out. Finally, somebody has basically um, uh, finally somebody has actually come up with something that gives you the real world feeling of of what it's like to be the other. Thank you so much for that. Um, and for being on our show and sharing both your work experience and thoughts and your personal experiences. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you. Before you go, for listeners who want to do a deeper dive and read a bit more about the things that you've been talking about, can you tell us where they should go? Well, so the first place I would say is I would go to LinkedIn and connect with Robin, and and um, you know she has some some pretty incredible uh, articles and stories that come out, and and I think like the podcast like this will probably be um, available th through through Robin and her LinkedIn, and, and, and they have some some in interesting papers that she shared with me, and and I, so I think like you know uh, I think to me that would be the first place to go if you're interested in civility training um other places like i said um on compliance the justice department's website the usdoj.gov um and and there's a memo um the memo is called give me two seconds on it's the u.s department of justice criminal division evaluation of corporate compliance programs it was updated in june 2020 it's a 20-page memo and it basically it basically helps you understand whether you're compliance program is well designed or not and i think if you're not doing civility training it's not well designed um and so 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 um and then there's complianceweek.com uh, and then there's acc.com which is the american corporate Counsel association um there's there's others i just um i mean just type in a um, type in a, go to google and type in um you know corporate compliance officer uh, or, or type in um uh you know, employee training and, and you know, you, there's a wealth of stuff out there. It, it's sort of, it's, there's almost so, too much of it. So it's kind of hard sometimes to sort through. And I think like, that's why, you know, you need people that have experience in implementing these things. Often uh, people like me, even though I don't really do that that much anymore, but I'm a board member. And as a board member, I sometimes I help the executives uh, navigate um, issues like this. And then people like Robin, I mean, I, I you know, I, I, um, uh, I, I think, um, and then, you know, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but I think that's pretty much it. Jonathan, thank you again. It's been an amazing uh, podcast for us. For folks interested in finding more about Jonathan, again, his personal website is Right Advisory, W-R-I-G-H-T advisory.com. It's been a pleasure. As companies prioritize their diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts, there is understandable anxiety about these initiatives and interventions. How will they be received? Will they help the organization achieve their objectives? The Live in Their World program has one goal, to help employees develop more respectful ways to interact with each other. They go a step beyond traditional handbooks, seminars, and discussions, and offer employees a chance to experience what it is actually like to stand in their colleagues' shoes. 
Are you interested in exploring the next generation of civility training? Visit liveintheirworld.com to learn more. That's liveintheirworld.com.